This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, and welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm tired. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. Each week, Leslie will give her reaction to the true crime and paranormal stories that Lorraine and I tell from up and down the East Coast. As a reminder, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, (laughs) medicine, or psychology. This is all for informative purposes. Did your puzzle fall down inside of that? No! I don't know what that was. I thought it was the window. It was not over there. I just heard it in this direction. That was that. Over there somewhere. Something maybe slid a little bit on the other side of the big ass picture frame like a mouse trying to climb no there's books and stuff back there i just leaned it there so it wouldn't be behind linda (laughs) (laughs) it's haunted in here no it's not haunted there's something in here (laughs) okay south carolina just like the No, it wasn't. <laughs> the shit bounced off her temple. <laughs> it wasn't my temple. It was right here. I girl. Like no, these I... bullets. That had the one stuck in my armpit earlier. That's funny. <laughs> Wait, was it you right? <laughs> no. I said no. I didn't know she was talking about the bullet or the thing or both. Yeah, something like that. How north? North. What did you say? South Carolina. Yes, north. Correct. Correct. I feel like you want to go to New Jersey. <laughs> Girl, that was Vermont. That was not Vermont. Are you blind? No. It's not New Jersey. It totally hit New Jersey. No, it didn't. <laughs> Are you blind? I'm pretty sure that was definitely New These York. These are new glasses. It was all the laptop. It was definitely like New York area, but No, it hit there and then it bounced up <laughs> and then came back. Okay, ma. Where? What? <laughs> no. North? I said you're close. Close. Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are going to Pennsylvania. That <laughs> hit Pennsylvania. Yeah, I hope so. It was a big ass thing. <laughs> you know, Pennsylvania is huge. Why? Because it's a big state? I don't know why every time I think of Pennsylvania, I think of it being like a quarter of its size. Like a Delaware? No, 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 no. That drive to Erie was forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I lost my bumper. <laughs> <That road. laughs> what the fuck? 
the uh, my uh, the Your under undercarriage. the undercarriage fucking flew off the interstate. <laughs> I I feel sorry for the guy that was behind me. Like I always imagine like New York being the size of New Jersey and Pennsylvania being like also you know what's really size. big? We we Texas Texas yeah, but. That's that's too big. That's horrible. They selfish. They need to just cut that state up. I don't think they will. They're not. I know they're not. They just need to float away like freaking Florida. Don't be mean. Not be mean. They're not going to float away. You going to float away before they do. (sighs) I know. I'm waiting for it. Just let me take Pennsylvania with me. (laughs) It's not going nowhere. (laughs) Pennsylvania is just as landlocked as we are. We're not that landlocked. We're um, no. Girl, you realize all the other shit that's got to float off with us? West Virginia, Virginia, West Virginia Delaware. got to go nowhere. West Virginia is stuck to us. We got to shimmy our no, little no, no, ass no, no. out of there. It's not Half all of, of us. All of Maryland is not going. It's only from the mountains west. Not even the mountains are going to go. It's just the west of the mountain, east of the mountains. Girl, don't know her directions. It's literally right here. Oh. And also, we on the East Coast. West Coast is the other way. You just, what the hell? <laughs> Which way are we floating? Listen. <laughs> to the West. Hello. We I'm tired. We call the East Coast creeping. And I said, I'm tired. I know. That food did me in. I know. I'm no longer hungry. But now I got my post-food blood going to the stomach brain. Yeah. Welcome to episode 90. Mm-hmm. It's Linda's week this week. Yep. Wait. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. What do you mean no? Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. Happy Happy birthday birthday to you. Happy Happy birthday birthday to you. It's literally her birthday. Today is March 20th. Happy birthday to you. Finda! Happy birthday to oh, you! Oh my god. I threw in like eight different voices there. I don't know. Yeah. I just went ugly. It <laughs> was fun. Happy birthday. Congratulations on being older yeah. than you were last You're year. You're older than me. No shit. She always I know. Older. That's the funny. No, it's not funny. That's gonna be me this whole episode. I'm good. So today's your birthday. We're going to Pennsylvania. I closed on my house in three days. No, I was typing something. It's just an exciting week, you bitch. Jeez. Nobody cares. I didn't even hear. Oh no, this means my house is in Aries. (sighs) No, your house has already been built. I know. But when my commencement is the commencing of my house. So today we're going to Fox Chase, Philly, Pennsylvania. She's trying to be cool is like St. Albert's on the sea. Hmm? Is it in Philly? Didn't I just is say it... Fox Chase, Philly? <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's <Seth>. Philadelphia? <laughs> I'm sorry. My, my eyes are going crooked. <laughs> is, Philadelphia? It, is it Philadelphia? Yeah. Fox Chase, Philadelphia. <laughs> so it's, it's like a town inside of the city. Correct. Okay. It's a borough. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Fox Chase. Oh, Atlanta. Yes. Fox Chase. <laughs> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I'm still so. I can feel the happy birthday. I just want to scream it. Please. My oh, my mind. God. So it's Why? like, it's that built up energy. I just gotta. <laughs> I gotta get it out and spurt. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, I, I know how she's going right now. What the fuck? Oh my god! She broke. She <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to this episode just because of that. <laughs> that hurt my ear here, and I'm right here. Yeah. You better mute that shit. Just go. <gasps> That's a lot. Edit or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do that. Do that. Uh, <laughs> that dolphin laugh on SpongeBob. <laughs> Whatever it is, please over don't, top of don't, it. Please don't. Please don't. Don't do not do that. Fox Chase, Philadelphia. What are okay. we doing here? What um, year is it? Um, it's actually February twenty third, nineteen fifty seven. Okay. <laughs> okay. 20, and I don't. 20, I'm sorry. Twenty. 23rd 1957 yeah and I don't know I feel like I know Lorraine has to know this one I don't know if you've seen anything recently about Mm -hmm. this but it's like it's a really big case so it's just oh he did it (laughs) (laughs) but did he though so we're just going to jump into it So on February 23rd, 1957, there was a college student who was walking around Susquehanna Road in Philly. He was walking through like this brush and ends up stumbling upon a box. At first, he thought that it was a doll inside of it, but it says that he kind of got spooked and decided to leave. He did it. There Um, are some sources that say that there was a hunter that had found the box and decided not to come forward about it because he had illegal traps set up in the area. Mm. So he didn't want them to find the traps, so he did not call people himself. On February 25th, 1957, the guy who... So I had seen reports that the hunter had found it, but this guy says that he actually did it, and I'm going to tell you in a second, but um, the guy who initially found the box who said that it looked like a doll inside had seen a news report that day of a missing child in the area he put two and two together decided to call the cops when the cops were called he i believe had to like show him where the area was Mm -hmm. and then eventually it came out that he was a peeping tom oh so he wasn't just like trekking along like college student yeah okay so he no i'm just wondering i just because she's accusing the guy yeah, okay. I didn't know there's she's no, talking about the no hunter or the college student. Okay. Yeah, the college student. So, well, no. Anyway, the college student was actually a peeping Tom. And the reason why he was walking through that area is because he parked on the road. He was walking through. He saw the box while he was rock- walking through, got freaked out. But what he was really going to do was there was a home for wayward youth. And it was called Sisters of Good Shepherd nearby. So he was going out that way Ah, to look through the windows. Yeah. But then he saw the box, got freaked out, and didn't want to get himself in trouble for being a peeping Tom. Right. 
So that's why I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he told them at first he was a hunter or something. I don't know. But those were the two things coming out. So initially he said, no, I was just hiking and I happened to see it. But then later on he came out saying, yeah, no, I was actually going to go look at chicks through their windows. But so. Oh, well. Yeah. That escalated quickly. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) So the cops get to the scene. And when they first came up to this box, it did look like a doll was inside of the box. The Mm -hmm. box was a little bit bigger. And as they're looking at it, they noticed that it was a bassinet box with the child inside of it. They said that the child looked between the age of four and six years old. They could tell because of the bruises all over his body that he had been badly beaten and malnourished. They believed that he was dead a few days Again, they said that the dead body itself did look like a doll, but there was no, like, identifying anything on this child. The kid was wrapped up in a blanket, put inside of this box, and then the box was just kind of left there. The body at the scene of the crime was found unclothed, but wrapped in a flannel blanket. The hair was shaved down to the skin, and some parts it was actually because they said whoever had done it was trying to hide the identity of the child, so there were some parts that were taken down so far that actually chunks of skin, skin were missing, Ooh. and it was down to the scalp. <laughs> oh, Happy my God. birthday, me. Right? <laughs> the nails were also trimmed all the way down, and like I said, it, they think that a lot of this was done so that way they couldn't find the identity of the child mm-hmm. or if there were any, like, skin, skin or anything like that, like DNA. I don't think that was a thing. Shut up. <laughs> like not, the DNA, DNA like 1957. Yeah, it wasn't like so, but they had trimmed like all of this down, right? So that way, again, identifying stuff. When they did an initial canvas of the area, they did find that a man's corduroy cap was nearby. The box itself, what like I said, was from J.C. Penney. So it was a J.C. Penney bassinet box, and that was used to kind of like conceal the body. Um, they did do an autopsy on the body and the child was 41 inches long. Oh shit. See, look, here we go. Oh, there. He was 41 inches long. He was 30 pounds. It said that he had blue eyes and what they could find that he did have sandy blonde hair. Looking over the body, there was said to be surgical scars on the ankle, foot and groin area. So there were, like, these fine cuts on him. Mm-hmm. But there was some things that I read that said that the body itself didn't show signs of surgery. So there was no broken bones or anything like that. It was just, like, these cuts on the foot, the ankle, and the groin. His feet and his right hand were pruny. So they were saying that the body was possibly submerged around the time of death or before the time of death. But it, I don't think that they said that it looked like it was, like, drowning It was death by a savage beating. Oh, yeah. So that was his cause of death. Mm. A savage beating. Like, he was beaten so badly that he ended up dying. Upon further investigation, because, like I said, they had nothing to identify this boy with. So they were trying to do things based off the boy. Was it like the kid that was on the TV that the one guy saw that ended up making them turn? I don't think so, no. Okay. No. Uh, And the only reason I say no, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Like, pretty soon, actually. They weren't exactly sure when the child had passed away because it had been so cold 
it was oh. February. It had been so cold, so mm-hmm. it had actually slowed down decomposition of the body. There, there was no way for them to actually tell. Okay. Like I said, the the fingers were still pruny, but they know that the kid had been dead for a few days, especially when the guy sat there saying that saw it on the twenty third, called in on the twenty fifth. You know, so they knew it was at least two days. Mm-hmm. When they looked into the box itself for the bassinet, they had found out that it was manufactured and sold between December 3rd, 1956 and February 16th, 1957 in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. When they dusted the box down for fingerprints, though, they weren't able to find anything. The cap that they had found had a label inside of it that was sold in Robin's Eagle Hat and Cap Company in Philadelphia. The cap was one of 12 made prior to May of 1956, who was purchased by a man in his late 20s who was also blonde. The cops had looked into this farther, and they had... And I think what they said was that the place that this was purchased from, they didn't keep receipts of the people Mm -hmm. who purchased it so there was no way for them to actually trace but they talked to the cashier who had sold it and so she well they i can't remember if it was a guy or girl but they remembered the person coming in so they gave a description of the person but they had no name to go off of okay Mm -hmm. so this was part of the investigation and it stuck stuck it stuck out (laughs) in their mind (laughs) It stuck out in their mind because the caps, when they were sold, did not have the leather strap on it. So the guy came back and asked them to like to custom make it and put a strap onto the hat itself. Okay. So that cap was different from the other 12 that were sold. So they remembered they just didn't have a name to put with the face or the cap. The flannel blanket that was used to wrap the body in was mass-produced, so... It could have been anyone anywhere. from anywhere. Yeah. And I don't think JCPenney had the receipts for the people who purchased it. And because it was within the, uh, like, a two-month span anyway, I feel like that would be hard to, like, pinpoint in the area of Philly. Oh, you... Because December... For December, the blankets or are you talking no, about the, the, the bassinet? bassinet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The blanket itself was mass-produced. And I think that they said that that was, like... A couple states within the United States, right. but also in Canada. Okay. So it's like, it could have been from, it didn't even necessarily have to be within the area. They could have been like traveling, bought it somewhere else, and then brought it back home kind of thing. The police, because they wanted to figure out who this child was, and it was sticking in their heads so much that they had actually created flyers and used the face of the beaten child which was very unheard of, but they wanted to know if anyone in the area knew this kid at all. Right. So they had taken pictures of the kid's face and it was like two profile pictures and one, I guess you could say like headshot. I don't know what you want to call it, but like one straight on and then two profile pictures Mm -hmm. and made missing, I guess missing child's poster, but they were like, do you know this kid kind of thing? They had also taken pictures of the child dressed in children's clothing so they could take, like, full body pictures and say, hey, this is the kid. Like, have you, do you know him? Have you ever seen him in your neighborhood kind of stuff? And the people were so dead set on it that they had actually created 300,000 flyers and sent them out. But there was no response wow. whatsoever, what? saying that anybody had known the child. Five months after the body was found, 
the police officers in that district or in that precinct had actually pulled their own money together mm-hmm. and they gave the child a burial. So they gave the child his own space and they had created a headstone for the kid as well. On the headstone itself had put, I believe, the child's death date or the day that they found him. So it was February 25th, 1957. And it said America's unknown child on it. Oh, because they wanted him to have a yeah. resting place. Yeah. yeah. With that, nothing came. No matter what they did, no matter who they sent it out to, they tried keeping this case alive, but it ends up going cold. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely no leads whatsoever. And the crazy thing to them, I guess, and they said that it hurt them so much because some of them had children this age, you know, so it definitely stuck out. It was a kid who was beaten. It was, he was malnourished. You know, they knew he was definitely underweight. I mean, for somebody who's between ages four and six to be only 30 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a that's, that's a bitty baby. Yeah. But, yeah, the case ends up going cold. Like, they hear absolutely nothing from anyone. They do end up having leads. And one or people said that there was a possible that the child was actually a Hungarian refugee that ended up going missing because I guess at that time they were coming in. And so they think that maybe possibly it was a a refugee staking place. Something happened where the child was beaten either by the parents or somebody else. And because the kid died and that's why they don't have any documentation and why people don't come in. Because if you're a refugee, you don't want to get in trouble with the police or anything like that. You don't want something happening to where you have to go back. Other people are saying that it was possibly a kidnapping victim from 1955. There wasn't too much about who they thought that it might be. But again, they think that he may have been kidnapped, possibly around the time that he was born, taken with whoever this person was. Okay, Okay. I thought like kidnapped and maybe they killed him at that point. But I'm like, the body was not decomposed. Yeah, no. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, like kidnapped (laughs) right after born kind of thing. And then I guess like couldn't deal with him or whatever. (laughs) And I don't know. But they also said that it was a possibility, and these were all leads that they found but ended up becoming dead ends, that they said that it was possible that he could have been a child of somebody in the carnival. So, like, he was Mm. a possible carny kid. And because the weird twisted things that happened, especially at that time and even later, like, maybe somebody had gotten frustrated with him, had beaten him to death, and then because driving carnivals and stuff like that, just left left. him there. Yeah. Yeah. In 1960, the medical, there was a medical examiner officer who was actually in discussions with a psychic at the time. And the psychic had led him to a home in the area. When he decided to go check on the house that the psychic had told him about, the house, I think, was under an estate sale. So he could go in, walk around, see what's happening and all this stuff. And how convenient. Was there a picture? I don't know this. I legitimately don't know this. So the estate sale was happening and the officer was going through and he said that he saw a bassinet that looked like the ones that they were looking for, the JCPenney bassinets. He said that it looked like it, but he wasn't 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's going to a estate sale. It's not like they have a warrant or anything like that. So it wasn't like he couldn't walk around. 
And that while he was walking around the house, I think he said that he saw outside that there was actually a flannel blanket that matched the one that the child was wrapped in. Shut up. Hanging outside to dry. So he saw that and he was like, hmm, the officer ends up beginning or the officer theorized that the kid was the possible son of the owner's stepdaughter. And because she was unwed, they kept it all a secret. But something eventually ended up happening where the child was beaten and killed. Mm -hmm. Again, this was a dead end. Like, even though he had these speculations, there wasn't enough to point at this family and the estate sale was happening because the guy had passed away so the stepdaughter I think was the one holding the estate sale or something mm-hmm. like that cool surprised he didn't try to didn't try to make like a friendly conversation like oh was this your bassinet when you were a baby or something like that I want to say that there was like things that he found out that like made him suspicious yeah but it was kind of like he I mean if you're going around looking like you can ask little questions yeah so that's how he ultimately like was like, well, this is possible, but then they're like, it just doesn't make sense. Like right. it, we, it could be, but just two and two don't aren't going together right now. Yeah, the body was buried, and well, well, the body was buried, and this was in the 1960s. So then again, ends up being cold. They don't really have any more leads or anything like that. But on November 4th, 1998, the body ends up being exhumed for DNA testing. Because things were so primitive in DNA testing at that time, there was an unsatisfactory DNA profile created. So they didn't have enough at all to do any DNA profile to this child whatsoever. So they couldn't get anything off of it. In In the year 2000, so two years later, the body was exhumed again. And they tried getting DNA from DNA samples through his teeth, but that also failed. So then it says in April of 2001 that they end up, I think, from the same testing of the teeth. No, no, lies. They had their numbers mixed up. Now I know what happened. So then 2002 comes around, all right? A lady comes forward to say that she knows who killed the boy. Ah! Because she saw the story circling around and stuff like that. She says that she knows who killed the boy and it was actually her mother. No. She says that her mom had adopted him in 1954. She remembers from her childhood this little boy living in the house and all of this stuff. And her mom was actually physically and sexually abusing the child. She said one night while they were eating, he ends up throwing up baked beans uh, I guess, I don't know. Like, I guess he was that upset, didn't like them or something like that. And he had thrown up the baked beans that she, he was eating. And the mom got so pissed off at him that she eventually beated him to death. After she had beat him for some reason, I don't know, just like in a panic. I don't know if it was because she wanted to wash off all the evidence and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But she eventually gives the child a bath that night. The police believed this lead. And found her credible because in the autopsy, the initial autopsy, there was baked beans found in his stomach. Uh, oh. Was that ever reported, though? I don't think so. Okay. But the claims ended up being uh, unsubstantiated. Unsubstantiated. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Unsubstantiated. Yep. Not <laughs> being able to clarify the situation. <laughs> <laughs> So there were a lot of things pointing to that. But again, 
they didn't have enough to go off of it. So that was in 2002. Going forward even more, because after all, all of these leads that they get, there's nothing that really goes on. Like, er everything just kind of, like, dies off every single time, mm -hmm. which sucks. But they still had, like, they kept, I think it kept switching hands so then people would, like, get the cold case files and stuff like that and wanting to bring it up. So then it comes out in the news again. They keep right. putting the picture out there. Uh, they always call him the boy in the box or America's unknown child. And this is how a lot of people knew of him. And, I mean, I've heard this story so many times. Actually, it's crazy. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> but it whatever. was because, like, they – it was this kid that nobody came forward missing. Yeah. It was this young child that, like, no one ever said anything about. Nobody cared. Nobody came forward and said, that's my kid. Yeah, that's really weird. Like, no one, no neighbors, no siblings, nothing. What? I don't know. Like, to me, the fact that no one came forward with the child being, like, murdered that way, mm -hmm. it's not weird to me because, like, there's a lot of, like, I don't know this story particularly, but there are other stories where, like, not even that. They found children in, like, lakes and stuff and neighbors knew that like hey my neighbor's kid was missing and now they found this kid who looks a lot like them but they don't say anything because they don't want to be that person so it's like it's also kind of one of those things where it's like is this really like the bystander yeah. effect sort of thing kind of so I it's guess. just like Meh. like I get it but it's fucked up at the same time yeah mm-hmm so then we're going to skip forward a lot because, like I said, this case kept going cold. They had nothing to go off of. And then in, I think I'm done with this page. <laughs> and then February 2019, there is a company called Identifiers International who was called to help after being successful on other cold cases. So they were brought on because... They had solved other cold cases, and this department was like, if you could do that, we want you to help with this. Mm -hmm. April of 2019, the boy's body was exhumed again for Jesus a third Christ. time for more testing. And instead of using the – so instead of using the – oh, my God. Instead of using the samples that they had gotten before because they were like, I guess, corrupted samples from the child's teeth. Mm-hmm. They decided to pull part of the femur to use for their sampling. Ah, spongy tissue inside. Yep. Sorry.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, I'm done with that page already. See, I told you this shit was all messed up. <laughs> so that happened. I'm surprised you don't number your pages at the top or something. Well, I didn't because I knew everything was fucked up. No, no. no as you're writing them. Yeah, no, I didn't because I knew everything was messed up. Oh, uh, okay. Because I had that on my next story. There, there it's like one out of whatever. <laughs> On the top, but I knew this one was so all over the place. I was like, I can't even like as you were researching it. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I know. Because you remember, she asked Jonathan one or C, and then he was like, contacts, and she's like, chaotic energy. She said A or C. No, I said A or C, two or three. Yeah, oh, I heard one or C. No, eventually, I think I said that too. Oh my god, I already lost where I was. The party oh, wait, that was okay. No, April, that was February, April, okay, 2019. So then again, th- a lot's going on, but I believe that one was unsuccessful as well. It said that they only needed, I don't know, I'm not gonna pretend that I knew, but it was like an eighth of whatever, blah, 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 blah. like whatever science bullshit they want to put, not bullshit, that's a lie, that's a lie, no, <laughs> whatever sciencey things that they needed in mm-hmm. order to do this, they didn't get it. Whatever that thing Wait, is. Again? Yeah. Through the femur. It wasn't enough. It didn't create enough. It was not successful. It did not happen. Fuck. Did not happen. It was no. So they didn't get enough like tissue sample that was actually like. They couldn't create. Yeah. Like they couldn't they pull couldn't out enough. DNA. Extract. Yeah. Extract. Yes. To make. DNA. Remember on the ancestry Ding. thing, it says extracting DNA? Yes. yes. Hold on, hold on. I got it. <laughs> oh, I'll look. Jesus. I'll get it in a second. I'll get it in a second. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. They did that. And it didn't work. So, they end up going, 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 blah, 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 blah. Life goes on kind of thing. Well, then, February 2021, this company that they had brought in had chosen a lab that actually did ancient DNA extractions. Ah, yes. My archaeologist. Yes. I love watching that shit. So, um, I know it's on this article. But anyway, <laughs> so February 2021, they used the ancient DNA extraction. And <laughs> the lab that they had Use has requested to stay unnamed. I guess they don't want to be bombarded with stuff. I don't know. With this, they found enough of that science science name <laughs> that I will look up in a second. The, the CMs? Is that I what guess, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Uh, what is that? It's Senti. No, it started it's with. It's like the percentages of like the DNA. Senti, hold on. Senti Morgan? I don't know. I remember reading it up when we were doing the ancestry shit. Senti Morgan, abbreviation CM, a unit of measure for the frequency of genetic recombination. One Senti Morgan is equal to 1% chance that two markers on a chromosome will become separated from one another due to the recombination events 
during meiosis, which occurs during the formation of an egg and the sperm cells. Uh, that's when they... Yeah. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> Sploosh. Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm going to find it in a second. Anyway... <laughs> Sorry, culture. They had enough of it. So instead of with this one company where they all they needed was an eighth, this other company was able to get three of them. Like three full ones, not even a partial. They got three full of whatever the they Hot needed. Damn. And they were like, we can do this. And the other people were like, yeah. Okay. It's not what I was can talking about. Can we no. fix it? So it's like they only needed an eighth of one of these thingies. The other people were like, we got you three. Uh, uh, uh. Right? So then that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> oh, Lord. Once they did this, they were able to upload it to their system. And this company was able to find, they were able to find distant relatives. So this was actually cousins of the little boy in the box. So they found cousins of the boy in the box, but the cousins were three and four times removed. Oh, oh shit. So they find these. And they said that it took them months to try and piece it together because they needed to figure out where these people were, how they, so they were, were related. Re- they were they were trying to find the relations between each other of the and, cousins. Correct. And to go, then okay. bringing it down the mm. tree itself. Okay. So they're like, we have all of these people. How are you guys related? Because there's so many of them. They're right. like, well, where is this coming from? Where is this coming mm. from? So it took them months to filter through that tree. In order to find... That's why I canceled my ancestry shit, because it's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. I've, I, I kept. I find digging, it fun. I kept on digging deeper and deeper, and then I was just like, oh my god. I like rabbit holes. I can't find anything on my mother's side. Really? All hmm. their birthdays are different. The documentation, I can't find anything. Dang, Mexican always gotta be messing up their numbers on paperwork. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Damn straight. <clears throat> so they're sitting here. They're pulling, pulling, pulling. This was February 2021. In October of 2021, investigators end up finding out the identity of the child. Okay. They did not come out with this information because they needed to verify if this was really the kid. Because, again, they're just going down the family tree. They do not have any siblings who have this, mm-hmm. any aunts, uncles, nothing. They have nothing saying that this is the... No, they're using, like, third and fourth removed cousins right. to get him to this point. So that they finally... But who is out. he? No, but they, they finally figure out, like, who he could... They figured out who he was. They gave a name to the face. Okay. But... So are they trying to find the family, like the first? They're trying to find mom and dad now. They have names of mom and dad, but they don't want to make these accusations because they don't have DNA linking him to the parents. parents. Correct. So do we know the name? Yes, we do know him. She's going to (laughs) tell us the end. (laughs) Worst birthday ever. (laughs) So... Random person oh. decides, yes, random person decides, I gave my girlfriend this DNA test, but she ain't my girlfriend anymore. So since we're not dating, I'm going to take this DNA test. So this guy in Philly 
decides he's going to take the DNA test, and then he uploads it to the system. He uploads it. They end up getting a ping for his thing. And... It's your brother, father, mother, sister. (laughs) They come to find out that he is a second cousin of this guy, which is the closest that they have gotten. Okay? They end up messaging this guy because... And they say, listen, your stuff popped up on our family tree for this one person. It's related to a cold case. We want to see... If your mom is the possible first cousin of this person we have in a cold case, would you mind asking her to take a DNA test? Like, if she would be okay with giving us a sample. Mm -hmm. He says yes. Gets his mom to take the DNA test. She ends up being his first cousin. So this boy in the box, they end up finding his first cousin. That means that they have found a connection to the mom. Because... That that was that's like her aunt, huh? No, that's the boy's cousin, which means that it was her niece. Huh? Yeah. the The mom of the boy is the aunt of the niece. No, no, no. The boy, the guy, the boy in the box. No, is the cousin of, of the DNA. mom of the DNA. The, yeah, the first kids. cousin. Correct. Yeah, that's his first cousin. Yeah. So that's like. So I'm saying his mom. Is her aunt? Yes, yes. Yes. That's what I said. That the that the DNA Y'all, lady is you, the niece. You guys were saying the same thing, <laughs> but on different ends. Because I was saying yeah, that the DNA like... chick. I was saying the DNA <laughs> chick was the niece, and you were saying I that almost. It was like two ships in the night, <laughs> and, I, and I'm over here just like. <laughs> I almost <laughs> felt like like what is it? The Wicked Witch. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> because I just want to know who this kid is. So, just saying, the company stresses that they did not use 23andMe or Ancestry.com. For this. They, okay. That this was, like, a completely separate thing. I don't know if this is, like... But I think they, like, give a disclaimer now that, like, your DNA could possibly be used for this, for this, this, and this. Like, they'll tell you that once right, you right, decide right. to upload or whatever. So, they do not come out with it. Even though it's verified... They don't come out with this information. And it starts going around that they have the identity of this kid. So even the colleagues within their precinct are like, either you're just saying that you have the identity and you actually do, or you guys suck and you failed and you just don't want to come out and say it again. Like you don't want to sit. So they said that they were facing scrutiny, not just by online presence of people who had been going through this forever, mm-hmm. but also within their own, like, group. Yeah. yeah. They say nothing. They're like, we are sitting here with all of this information, and we can't just blurt it out to the world. Like, we're trying to keep it as tight-lipped as possible because we don't want... You, we need to confirm first yeah. Correct. anything. And you would think, as fellow people of the law, they would understand that. But nah. 
Haters gonna hate, man. Well, and that was the thing because that's what they said. They're like, so we meet with this person. We end up getting the DNA. We confirm the fact that this is an actual, like, close family member. They have the information from the mom. And because of the information from the mom, they look on the birth certificate. They get the name of the dad. Okay. So they get the name of the dad, and again, that's why they had to confirm all of these things, because they have to look at it not just from an identity standpoint anymore, but a homicide. Yeah. So they want to fill in all of these gaps before they go out and make it public, because they know that the community, that everybody watching is going to have questions about who killed him. Yeah. Why did the parents never come forward? Blah, 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 blah. Of course they're not going to go forward. I already said this. Well... They end up coming out with the child's name (laughs) December 8th, 2022. I did it! Did it! Did it! Holy shit. Yeah. That was a couple months ago. Yes. I don't... Girl, I don't watch the news. I don't either. It showed up on my Twitter, and this is why I decided to do this story. Okay. shit. Tell me now. Okay. The boy's name is Joseph Augustus Zarelli. They came out saying that he was identified through genetic genealogy and his family was not identified at the time. So the parents were not identified because they wanted to keep the identity safe for the family, the family that was still surviving. Mm -hmm. And then they said, because of the super sleuths that are online and other journalists who were out there, they wanted to figure it out. The names ended up coming out and it is... Augustus Zarelli, who died in 2014, and Mary Elizabeth Betsy Abel, who died in 1994. Hot damn. And they wanted to keep the identities of the parents private because they end up finding out that the child was actually born out of wedlock. And so obviously at that time in the 1950s, that was very taboo. Mm-hmm. So the child was born out of wedlock, and they do not believe that the father had any idea that the mom was even pregnant. Oh, shit. That they were probably dating at the time. They broke up, and they both went their separate ways. Then the mom eventually finds out that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dad does end up having four more children with somebody else. So that's why they didn't know exactly who was who, where, because even though they look at the birth certificate, because the parents were not together, they couldn't just point fingers and say, that's the dad. They had to confirm it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the attorney for Gus's children said that they had absolutely no idea, and they do not believe that the dad had any idea. And when a lot of journalists or investigators, whatever you want to call them, looked at Gus's, like, obituary, like, they had nothing but amazing things to say about this guy so they really don't think that he had done it correct so when Bessie had the child they believed that she did give the son up for adoption because there was nothing that had pointed her to it either because even in her obituary people said that she was like a godsend yeah so it was just the fact that genetically he's related to them correct and so they had this child together that the dad probably never knew about and that the mom just because she was a single mother at this time couldn't keep the child. Right. She was 21 at the time that she had him. Yeah. Okay. So it was just like she just couldn't keep him. You think about that. If she gave the child up for adoption straight out of the hospital or even within the first six months, she's not going to know what he looks like four years down the road. Right. Yeah. So it was just kind of like 
shit. Like they would have never known. So they would have never even been able to say, you know, I I birthed this child, but I gave it up for adoption. Correct. And, you know, honestly, they probably had like some, they like him, no, but her, it's like she could have said, well, I have a child that age. But again, they said the code was like between four and six. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, well, but then you it have no idea. Mine, but exactly. No. Exactly. And you don't want to think that anything would have. Right. Yeah. But do they have like the paperwork and stuff through adoption agencies? Or did she just like leave the baby in a basket on someone's Oh, pet? it's still ongoing investigation now. That's what I was going to say. They're not giving up any information ah! about the fact that it's an ongoing investigation. Ah! So they can't give out any of that whatsoever. It's too close. It's too close. December, yeah. December of 2022. And we're just in March. Yeah. That's way too close. They're yeah. still investigating Yo, in that shit. Yo, I'm busting into that Reddit thread. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Here I come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because of the fact that it is so close, they say that they do have suspicions. But again, they can't give any information out at this time because it is still an ongoing investigation. They're looking into it. They do have the information from the one chick. But again, here or there, whatever. So they're basically going through I guess all over this again. Yeah. It's not even opening it back up because it was never closed to begin with. Yeah. But it is now, I don't think it's considered a cold case anymore because yeah. they're going through and yeah, doing all Yeah, it's an active this. investigation yeah. now. They found out that he was born January 13th, 1953. So he, was, he would have just turned four at the time right. that he was found. Mm. Yeah, so he had just had a birthday. People are assholes. He was given a new headstone on January 13th, 2023, and they ended up having a memorial service for him this past February. And from one thing that they said, they said that there is a bench that was next to his burial site, so that way you could sit with him and pay him respects. And at the memorial service in February, they had left him a whole bunch of toys cars, stuffed animals, and everything like that because they could finally put a name to the boy in the box. So he is no longer called America's Unknown Child. He is the Joseph little... Joseph Zarelli. Yep. And that... Just saying. Kinda... Was that his birth? That was his actual birth name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, that was on his birth certificate. Okay. Yep. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Yeah, but literally, it was just by chance that his second cousin ended up doing a DNA test. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like some Golden State shit. Right? Right? Right. Hot damn! (laughs) Yeah, but that, that was the whole thing. And that, again, that's why I decided to do this, because I was... It wasn't even like I was on Twitter one day. The notification popped up, and it was for their local, the, like... Philly Police Department, mm-hmm. and the lady was doing a a live conference. Is that what they call it? I don't give a fuck. And they were announcing that they had found out who the child was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was watching the clip of it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, they found out about Baby Boy? Because every single time I look up Unsolved Cases, and I mean, for years, like, he was on... I don't, I think he might have been on Unsolved Mysteries. I'm not 100% sure. But anytime that I would always like 
watch on YouTube unsolved cases and stuff like that, he was always one that they talked about. Right. And they always called him America's Unknown Child or The Boy in the Box. And so that's how I knew him. But obviously at that point, like, they had no idea. So I was going to yeah. say, there's one, the the one that I was talking about. I send it to you. Mm-hmm. It's the one that I know about. That's why I was like, you started talking about it. But the one that I know about, it's a, it's a little girl, and they actually ended up like piecing all that shit together like two or three years ago, and that was like, Fuck I her feel up! like <laughs> I feel like I know that one, but it could be another little girl too because there was another there was like a documentary or something like that mm-hmm. that I had watched on it. Yeah. But yeah, okay, there's a couple. Unfortunately, yeah. It's me kicking boxes. Oh, I thought that was you. Yeah, it's just me. Yeah. It's just me. Oh, press conference. There you go. I didn't say that out loud. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I said it in my head. Oh. That much I know. <laughs> the mom had three other children and the dad had four. Mm. I don't like people. That's what I have to say. <sighs> so. <laughs> Here he is. This is a reconstruction of his face. So, sandy hair, blue eyes, little baby. He looks like a less grumpy version of your son with a little bit of a bigger forehead. He He does. He don't look like a kid to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, a lot of websites will actually have it blurred out. This is like the only one. But anyway, this is why you can see the. Guy thought that it was just a baby doll mm. in a box. Okay. So that's wait, that's him down there. Yeah. And then that's like the blanket and all that stuff. Yeah. So you can see why, like, at first he was like, Yeah. The hair. Is that hair? Barely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sniff my toes. Sniff it. <laughs> no, he's the one who started sniffing my toes. I just lifted them up. Oh, he's wandering. He's wandering. Come here. Yeah. They said that her, so the lady's story had co-op, co-op-awaited. Confidential testimonies given by a male witness in 1957, but apparently she had issues with mental illness, and when they talked to neighbors, neighbors were like, no, there was never a little boy in that house. So they're like, hmm... But that's why they're like, we don't know. Because, well, now they're going to find out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe I should do an episode on that one. I can't remember. I think that was in Florida. There what? was an episode like that. Or there was a documentary like that. But it ha- something happened like that in Florida. I don't know what you're talking about. So, sure. Go ahead. About, about that babysitter? No. But you already did that crazy ass Ugh, whatever. I'm just oh, gonna no, talk no, about not it. that one. No, I'm just going to talk about it. So it was this kid who was kidnapped by his own father from his mother and, like, ran off. Wasn't it Florida? It doesn't matter. But the dad had taken him. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so the dad had taken him and moved him, like, completely out of state. So then every time the mom tried getting custody back of the son, like, all this crazy stuff was happening. But the child, the boy, was never let out of the house. So even though neighbors knew that the kid existed, they never saw him walking around. They never saw him in the front yard. They never saw him in the backyard. They knew just because of him being moved in that he was there. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes he would see him going to the car. 
he did exist because he had to hold a job and his dad actually put a tracker on his phone. So if the dad saw that he was standing in one place too often, he would call the, the son's place of business and be like, hey, why is he not moving? And they're like, we have him stalking. Like he's doing inventory and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, okay. So then he called 30 minutes later. He still hasn't moved. They're like, yeah, no, he's still doing inventory. What yeah, so hell? that's how the dad was. But the dad did that because he didn't want the son finding out like the mom was looking for him or anything like that. So all this craziness happens. And then the boy ends up flipping out one day and kills the dad. And everybody's like, oh, I don't know. Like, that's crazy. And so people were like, we first saw it and we're like, oh, my God, it's an angsty teen. Like, he's 16 years old. He just wanted his own way. Come to find out the dad was abusing him, obviously keeping him locked inside the house. Yeah. He was very... This is some Gypsy Rose shit. Yeah. And so the dad, like, had cameras, but the cameras weren't for people coming in the house. He was checking to make sure that the son would never leave. Yeah. And so he ended up having, like, another wife. So the boy had a stepmom and a stepbrother, and they were like, we loved him so much, but he just kept acting out. But because he was being abused by the father. Mm, yeah. So then after the boy kills him, all this stuff happens. I think he barely gets any time. And goes to meet his mom for the first time in, like, 12 years. 14 years. Damn. It was, like, something crazy like that. Like, the little boy was very, very young. And I think the dad had taken him, like, twice while he was little. But while the mom was at work one day, the dad took the cops over. And he had, like, a court order from whatever state he was living in and took it over to this other state. So the cops were, like, not listening to the grandmother saying that he didn't have custody of the boy. And so the cops forced her to give up the little boy, and that's when the dad went missing with him. Oh, and they could shit. never find him again. So it was crazy. And Did I already say today that I hate people? Yes. <laughs> well, I just for the people in the back. And you already said happy there's birthday your, to Linda. Happy birthday. I was gonna say there's your little birthday birthday surprise. It's a little it's a little gift for me to you. It's a it's a very quick story right there. <laughs> something something that could have possibly been a full episode but was only done in like five minutes. Fastest episode ever. <laughs> Dubious. What are you doing, my mans? I love him. Sorry, I'm trying to find. I no, want to know fine. what this word I is. I could spend a whole episode about how much I love him, and you're just gonna see me. I love him. It's gonna be different accents of I love him. Oh my god. I love him. Uh, I love him. Love him. He's so good. I just want. To, I love him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like get this crazy lady off of me. It probably has to freaking pee. You got to go potty. You gonna go outside? See, his ears perked up when you Ain't said outside. Nobody, no, I didn't say outside. You said outside. It's your baby. Oh my god, I love Dobby. You wanna go outside? He's you Frito. You wanna go outside? He doesn't smell like a Frito. Smells like goddamn corn chips. That's because he pisses on himself. Yeah, I know. He still smells like corn chips. <laughs> Dolly, you gonna go potty? You gonna go outside? Go potty? She's not letting you go. No, he's pretty loose. I'm just I got my arm underneath of him. He's like, I want this damn cone off me. That's what I really mm-hmm. want. Did mom and dad take the ones off of the other no. two? Dad said he's taking them off today. He said he doesn't care what the doctor says. Okay, that well, he's they the cone rip off. off their stitches. Are they dissolvable? Of the dissolvable? <laughs> Shut up. Fire! You know, know how many text messages I got that said fire? Because the last episode, I definitely said something about fire. Fireplace. It was a fireplace. And the embers, and they caught all the shit on fire. That's what I said. 
last episode or the episode before? <sighs> Frederick. Oh. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, so <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I forget. Are you doing your missing person or no? She is. I was looking. Boring. She said no. <laughs> burns, burns, burns. A ring of Death fire. Of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally coming off of like my food, my food, my food. <laughs> I think you're gonna get that that like and then it's just gonna be like Bang. yes after after we're done I'm gonna just be like get my depression stick and you you just be the soldier boy I almost called you Ben bitch you are so cute I love you okay here's your missing person this was last episode debuted. March 17th, 2023. The Philadelphia Police Department needs the public's assistance in locating 28-year-old endangered missing person Diamond Bowen. She was last seen on Friday, February 24th, 2023 at Suburban Station. She's 5'6", 180 pounds, medium brown complexion, medium build, brown eyes, black hair, and was last seen wearing a tan cream hoodie, black jeans, black sneakers. She likes to frequent the area of Suburban Station and Hub of Hope located at the 1400 block of Arch Street. Anyone with any information on Diamond's whereabouts is asked to please contact the Central Detective Division at 215-686-3093 or 911. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Also, they said this is the 9th District. You're welcome. Way to interrupt the singing. <laughs> I found that on Twitter as well. <laughs> I'll have a uh, Kayla. Twitter painted. I'll have beep play the trombone champ version of Happy Birthday for you. Oh you have my to, god! Uh, come, maybe I'll maybe I'll stream it. Oh my god! I will stream trombone champ one day. Okay. Uh, this... You're 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 a trombonist. Trom is that what they're called? Your trombone player. It's basically like, not just dance, like a guitar hero, Mm -hmm. but with a trombone. Mm -hmm. But you use your mouse and keyboard. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. So you have to like hit the right pitch. Trombone simulator. Yeah, sort of. Finish all the DLC on Power Wash with Josh. That's gross. There's only two DLCs. I can't. I tried doing the lawnmower. Oh, I tried to do the lawnmower. I was so angry the whole time. It was bad. Yeah, I don't like it. I was having my kid watch me, and he was just like, and I was like getting angry at it because it was so slow. And then oh. I kept on making burn marks in the grass. What? Yeah, because you go over it too many times, and then it just starts kicking yeah, no, up mud. I never had that problem. It just it wasn't the same. No, it it's not like sad. cutting real grass. It was yeah, not it satisfying sad. at no, all. Mm-mm. And I was like, I'll just stick to watching my my guys cut grass. Yeah, you watch the Juggernaut, that guy. No, who does the girl? I watch British people. Ah, uh, no. And then there's he's, the one. He's like in SB mowing. I don't know where you're from, but you're cool. I don't know the Juggernaut guy. I watch him, and he goes, he goes, 
<laughs> once he he does his little intro thing, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "SBMO and out," and he goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it is like that is the only reason I watch it is just to watch those first two minutes of him explaining the episode, and then he's at SBMOing out, and then he just like crouches. That's because that's Leslie. <laughs> that would be Leslie. <laughs> Outro. Exit tro. That's what I said. Thank you for coming to visit us today on ECC the Podcast. <laughs> Come visit our website, eccthepodcast.com. We'll you can see also have a book blog. Hey. <laughs> uh, you can come check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Linktree, or Patreon at ECC the Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite uh, listening, streaming device thing. Platform. Platform. Uh, that could be Spotify or Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. Great <laughs> uh, review. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that. And say happy birthday to Linda today because she. Yes, 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 yes. Happy birthday. And goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC the Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!